Experience the joy of watching your friends and family's faces light up when you feed them wild game you harvested and made them delicious sausages. Or meat you barbecue and grill with the finest seasonings available. Visit our friends at Waltons.com to find everything you need to turn wild game into tasty meat snacks or spice up your barbecue with new flavors and seasonings. With over 500 seasonings to choose from, there's something that everyone will love. They even have step-by-step videos and how-to articles at Beachistics to help you go from animal to edible. Use coupon RANGERS15 at checkout to save 15% on your first order at Waltons.com. Waltons, everything but the meat. This is T.R. Sullivan, and you're listening to the Rangers Report Podcast. The Ranger Report. Yeah, the Ranger Report. If you want the inside scoop, listen to the Ranger Report. Oh, here we go. This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. All right, well, we'll go ahead and get it started. Welcome, everybody, to the Ranger Report Live Twitter Spaces. We're glad you are here. There's a lot of Rangers to talk about right now. I am joined by C.J. Berryman. Yeah, I'm here. C.J. Berryman. <laughs> well, I mean, they can see that if they're on here, so. Yeah, yeah. But if, if you're listening late, like the Prospect Times, I tried to bully them into getting By the way, being a bully is, is not as it's not all it's cracked up to be. No, it's difficult, and we I also tried to the prospect get on, but it didn't work because you know the wife, yeah, his wife, uh, that that trumps everything. So why should I? We also have John Moron. John, what's going on? Hey guys, how's it going? Going good, and then Kane is is getting. I think Kane's on now. Kane, how's it going, man? Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm good. My bad. <laughs> Mine was not working for some reason. I don't know what was up. With that. Right. Hey, got a lot of listeners here. So. Now the first time we did one, CJ couldn't get it to work at all. So you know that that I mean, not for a while anyway. So it happens. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Kane, we got a lot of listeners here. All right, Turn let's out. start. Let's start. Oh, you want Kane to go now? Okay, go ahead. Yes. All right, so this is the first time I've really told anyone on the internet, so you guys are the first one to hear. So, whoever didn't know, I am going into my senior year of high school, and just recently, I got accepted into Dallas Baptist University, so that was my dream school, and that's where I'm going to be going in the fall. Dude, that's awesome. Next next fall, next fall. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, man, that's good news. 20 minutes from my office. I'm cool. crying. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> no, I'm super excited. But I mean, it was always up there and, you know, just getting a Christ-centered education was important to me. So I'm super excited. Yeah, dude, that is awesome. Proud of you, brother. That, that is good stuff. All right, tonight we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the Rangers series with the Angels, some player uh, things. Then we wanted to get into trade deadline stuff because that happens on Tuesday. So let's start off. The Rangers took... I'll be at the ballpark. Oh, cool. The Rangers took three out of four from the Angels. Should have taken four out of four. Yeah, but, I mean, sure. is it is it just me or is, did they, are the Angels a team that has pretty much given up? I don't I, think so. I don't think anybody gives up. Yeah. I just think they don't have the tools in the tool chest. Okay. But they haven't for years, John. They haven't for years. 
No, yeah. they had two. That they have the two best players in baseball. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's not that. that. I think they just Art Moreno's dumb. Yeah. I mean, he spends money when he you know he he sees a big shiny toy and he goes and spends money and he just he doesn't you realize agree, man. This Artie Moreno should have been done like five years ago. Well, you can't get rid of owners though. So. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. He's an idiot. I mean, he's yeah. He sees big shiny toys. When there's someone on the free agent market, he overbid when, when everybody threw a big fit over uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Rendon, with the Rangers not getting Rendon. And I was like, there's no way I'd have spent what they spent on him no. for the Rangers. They didn't need to spend that money. And all Ranger fans threw a fit over that. And I was like, that is the dumbest. I, it's too many shiny toys and not enough uh, soot around it, I guess is the best way to say it. So he is uh, – Art Moreno's an idiot, and he's done it again. He spent too much money. They're leveraged with too much money. They don't have a good minor league system. Uh, their top prospect that what, for the last couple of years is somebody they basically got on the market right now. They're yeah. saying Joe, Joe Adele is somebody they're wanting to move. So, yep. yeah, I don't want to hear I, – I, the, the, the Angels aren't quitting. They, they're run poorly is what they are. They're just run idiotically by yeah. their owner – you know, is, is a, is an idiot. I can live with that. All right. Let, I want to, I want to also to start tonight with, you know, immediate overreaction from the day, but man, Jonathan Hernandez looked good in the ninth inning guys. Didn't he? Yeah. He did. I mean, I think he's going to be getting some more cracks in that and leverage. Cause I mean, you know, with the bullpen situation, the way it is. And I mean, I mean, Woody even said he was saving him for the ninth, uh, on last night. So, yeah. I mean, I think he's, more cracks at it. Well, well, it, what what would press me most was what careful was coming off Tommy John. He's just now coming back. Yep. I mean, they're they're going to be careful with him. Uh, Woodward said last night what he was going to do. He wanted him for the bullpen, just like Kane said. They didn't get to there. Everybody gets upset about, you know, what's this team doing? Why are they going to the bullpen with these guys? I mean, you're kind of stuck. I yeah. mean, look, at some point. You've got seven guys in that bullpen, and uh, you know they. You, you really only got like three or four you trust right now. So, I mean, he's got he, he's he's playing with the the deck he's dealt. So, you know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it, it, go ahead, it, CJ. It, go ahead. Strikeout pitch. The strikeout pitch for tonight was a ninety-nine mile an hour sinker. Holy crap! Yeah, that's closer stuff. Yeah, if he's on, he's he's completely unhittable. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he's on, he is, I saw him in, I saw him in round rock when he was rehabbing and he, he had one game where he didn't look great in another game where those guys, I mean, they had, they didn't have a chance in the world. And that's the same way at the major leagues. If he's a hundred percent on speaking yeah, of someone, good. Oh, go ahead. Speaking of someone being a hundred percent on, I know, uh, John, you harped on this a lot. And so did, uh, so did Jeff. So did CJ and I and Kane, everybody don't worry about Marcus Simeon. Do you think Marcus Simeon's okay no, now? No, yeah, exactly. No, it's exactly what I said. I mean, I mean, he got a horrible start. Yeah, he just had yeah. A horrible we, start. we all agreed on this at the beginning, like just wait because he's going to explode. And now what's right. happened? It was the first what month, month and a half yeah. of a seven-year contract where he's making what twenty-eight. I don't remember what he is making AAV. Now, like, now, now, what are those people saying? Huh? Well, it, it's what it was. It's the same with it's the same with Simeon. Simeon yeah. wasn't exactly doing. 
you know, what you expect from Simeon either. And then all of a sudden it's like everybody be patient. They're the only two guys in the lineup while they figure this thing out. Yeah. They're going to be Marcus Simeon and they're going to be Corey Seager. And especially when people were calling it a bust, it's hard to do that a month and a half yeah. into the first year of a contract. And you better get ready. If it's a bust, it's going to be a long bust. Right? Yeah. We're talking seven to 10 year bust. Go ahead, Kane. And I was going to say, like, I mean, I remember writing an article about it and I saw people were like, screw this. Marcus Simeon just absolutely <laughs> robbed the Rangers. And I'm like, bro, this dude is, too, this dude is too good yeah. to sit there and struggle like that all year. Why do they keep putting him in? Why do they keep putting him in? Why do they keep playing him? It's because it's Marcus Simeon. Yeah. I mean, you keep playing him because once it, once he figures it out, you know, look, I, you guys have been there too. I'm there all the time, but it, I think there's a this misconception out there about what these guys put into being major leaguers. And I mean, we get there at two o'clock or two thirty. These guys are going nonstop, man. They're working out. Yeah. They're out there taking early batting practice. Marcus Simeon during his slot, you he had a bat in his hand walking around all the time. Yeah. I mean, he literally just I mean, he he expects to be one of the best players for that contract. And you just got to be patient. I mean, it was, golly, it was the first month of the first year of those contracts and everybody, you know, it's just those certain Ranger fans. You just got to, that's yeah. part of the game. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead. I was just going to say, like, don't even get me started because I've heard 800 times, like, Seager doesn't care. Seager doesn't work hard. Well, that's not every time I get to the stadium and he's out there working in the field and he's out there hitting. That's not what that says, that he doesn't care. Like, that's just, that's just total crap. He does this weird thing. Seager does this thing. He has his own private hitting coach. And if you, if you, I've seen him do it at least five or six times. He, he does a deal where he gets on an iPad and he hooks it up like on a t- tripod. And he's out in the middle of that, that w- place where those buses can come down in there, you know, that walkway down below when you're going in. And he'll be out there over by the media elevators. And then he'll stop and let everybody walk by, but he'll be doing something into that thing, taking a swing and he's working, he's got ear pods in and he's working with somebody, his own private coach. And you know, that, that, that's gotten him where he is. And then he, he, a lot of times he hits in the indoor cage, there's an indoor cage right off the dugout over there that he'll go into. So you won't see him many times hitting on outside, but you'll see him take infield and do stuff like that. But he does something on this iPad where he's down there working on stuff always. I mean, I've seen him do it. He used to, at spring training, he would just be over by one of the dugouts at one of those front fields doing it, you know, working with that stuff. Yeah, so both those guys are okay. By the way, at this point, if anyone has a question, comment, or just wants to say something, raise your hand and we'll get you on at this point. Raise it up. All right, CJ brought this up earlier to me, and I thought this was an interesting stat. Dane Dunning has eight quality starts this year, but just one win. Baseball stats are fluky sometimes. That's the way baseball goes sometimes. <laughs> that's the way baseball go. I mean, eight quality starts, guy, one win. That's a guy that you want, though. A yeah. guy that you want is going to throw that many quality starts. He's not going to be electric. He's not going to, you know, blow anybody away. But he's going to give you quality starts. That's a Kobe Lewis. And, and, and John and I talked about this. And, and ben, is, ben and Kane, we've talked about this. That's a guy that is invaluable in the rotation, don't you think? Yeah, I do. Yeah, he's a, he's he's going to be here a while. He'll be the back end of the rotation. He's not supposed to be 
top three in a rotation. He's supposed to be your four or five. Yeah. And I think he's going to be a really good one. And again, you know, the Rangers are going to put up some numbers. He's not always going to have, you know, minimal run support there. He's going to get some run support. He's going to get some wins, but yeah, he's just that workhorse, I think. And he's, he's looking good this year. He's had some couple of rough outings, but they all do throughout an entire year. But I think, I think John is exactly right. He's a four or a five and he'll be a four or five for the Rangers for a long time. Change this up, uh, Ben, a little bit. Just kind of throw this in at the end here uh, from our notes. Taylor Hearn seems way more comfortable when somebody else pitches in front of him. And when he doesn't have to go through a lineup two or three times. Right. Yeah, that's it. That's Taylor's thing. Look, I, I said it earlier. You know, you're going to get into trade deadline talk here in just a second. But Taylor's job, Matt Moore is, is the most likely guy to get moved, and he's going to get moved. Taylor Hearn might slide into that that kind of Matt Moore move and slide over to that where he could be a long guy, maybe a spot star. Cause I think honestly, they're going to be coming up with, uh, they're going to be coming up with some, uh, no matter what happens on trade deadline. They're gonna well, it, let's be honest with, with, with Taylor, that's on him, man. It really is. Yeah, no, but he, yeah, he can't see a lineup that many times. He, he, yeah. he just, it doesn't work for Taylor. You Love him to death. Sweet, sweet guy. Yeah, he's 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 an awesome dude, man. When we've had him on, you've had him on, love him to death. But yeah, well, he's, his sister's his sister's awesome. I mean, she gets on here all the time. Yeah, and I mean, I hate to say it, but I mean, being a realist, it's, I mean, it is what it is. It's he just he just can't start a game. Yeah, and there's nothing uh, nothing wrong with being well, a great can. bullpen arm. He can't he can start a game, but you got to just be look. This is a guy that's a left hander throwing ninety six to ninety eight miles an hour. Yeah, the Rangers aren't just going to give up on him because of a couple of bad no, outings. no, absolutely not. No, I agree. I agree with you completely. Yeah, but so. I think I, I just think that the starter days are over. I mean, he, he's. I mean, I, it could be for I, now. For now, it is. I, yeah, I think yeah, he'll be passed up. I think he's, I in, in the future, if you looked at it, John um, and Kane. You can you can speak up here too. Um, I see him being like a seventh, eighth inning guy that comes in and throws ninety eight because when he can go full bore, he can bring it up there in the in the high nineties and almost hit a hundred. That's what I think is invaluable. And he's left handed, so yeah. What do you think? Is, is that what y'all think? I mean, yeah. I mean, that stuff like what you just said, like ninety eight, like that stuff plays out of the bullpen. You know, I mean, it may. Well, I don't know. So you, you, it's a whole different mindset. You're talking about an, an, an eighth or ninth inning guy. I think he's going to be more of a long guy. Yeah. Eighth or ninth inning guy has got to be yeah. ready to go every day. I don't think Taylor's – I mean, he's done it before, but I, I, with that kind of stuff he has, he can go more than three three hitters. I think he's a tandem guy. He's a – you know, if, if you're doing eighth or ninth would it, inning – Would he be in your mind like a, like a Scott Feldman type guy, John? Well, Feldman was a starter, you know. Well, wait, no, no. Uh, in the World Series years, he was a flex. It's kind of a flex. Yeah, I can see that. I still don't think they're they're quite giving up yet as a starter yet. But yeah. you know, I don't I don't know yet. Right now, this season they have, but that's because Chris Woodward's made it known that he's gonna, you know, he's gonna play to win every game. I know people don't believe that, but he plays every game to win. And right now they don't trust Taylor in leverage situations. So. Yeah. By the way, I love your 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 commentary on people that are shitting on Woody. I love it. Um, and we'll get into that. We'll get into that later. All right, we got I'm a uh, we got we got a question, guys, from Walker. Walker, how's it going, man? Oh, I didn't have a question. I was just going to contribute on the back end of that Taylor Hearn. Thing. Oh, sure, yeah, man. Go on. Like a, 
I really like this is going to sound like a mop up guy, but that's not what I mean. Like, I think that like if you have to get a starter out early, I think Taylor's going to be the guy that Woodward or whoever the next manager is, however you, whoever you're going to entrust with the team next year, Taylor's going to be the guy that you need, you know, he can give you three innings out of the pen and just kind of keep a game under control and keep you in a game for a stretch. I don't think he's starting again though. Yeah, I, I would, I would agree that at least not this year, he's not starting again. They may work him, but he, that, that, Facing, like you said, sort of that coming in mop-up guy. I like that idea. He can he can definitely do that. When he goes through seven, eight, nine guys, he seems to do a good job, and then it seems to go bad. Well, you're talking about on a winning team. you got to remember, yeah. guys, when you're, on, when you're on a winning team, um, a guy doesn't – you don't let a guy try to work through an inning where he gives up three or four runs in the first or second. You get him out. Every win matters. Yeah. Right, right now, and I, I know they're playing to win right now, but they still have to develop some of these guys. So they've still got to – you know, sometimes it's a learning experience. How are you going to react after you gave up four? Let's try you out one more time. Will you go do a shutdown inning, especially for a team, you know? Yeah. All right. This, so, this, this some of the, oh, go some ahead. of the problem, some of the problem is too, is that they've got so many guys, so many of their high leverage arms are off of injuries. So like they are just short on dudes. Like I feel like people like, I know that the bull, like, complaining about the bullpen is fun and like and really even myself like I complain about Woodward's management of it a lot but I didn't really think about that until I listened to the press conference last night that they're managing so many guys that are off such serious injuries like I mean you think about the fact that LeClerc hasn't pitched you know competitive baseball in essentially two years neither has Hernandez yeah and then neither is Hernandez and then you know Burke's off a serious shoulder injury and if you're going to rely on him in the future for high leverage you don't want him to get hurt again yeah so you know, it, it is something that I didn't think about until last night. And now thinking about it, it is hard to manage. Um, and then you're talking about potentially losing Matt Moore by Tuesday. So it could get even worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're correct about that. All right. So I have a question for John and then anyone else can answer it when I'm done. But what else does uh, Cole Reagans have to do to prove he's ready? Not much. <laughs> That's what I was They're thinking. They're going to open a roster spot. Yeah. <laughs> a roster spot. Yeah, because he is, I mean, he has looked as good or better at AAA than he did at AA. No, he's definitely, y'all got to remember, Cole Reagans was a, a top, I think he was a number 24 pick. He yeah. was thought of as a top half of the uh, that that draft class he was in, a definite first-round pick, I mean, out yeah. of Florida. He, I mean, this guy, and he, it, do y'all even remember the numbers he put up when he first was, he signed that summer and went and played for Spokane? Yeah. And, like, was unreal. Yep. Oh, mean, yeah, he Spokane. was untouchable. He was untouchable. Yeah. But I mean, I, again, I was, I was there for his first start in round rock and it was really impressive. And I mean, it hasn't gone down. I mean, that's what the Rangers said. They want to see it consistently. And he is one guy that we are seeing it from consistently speaking it's of people. Been that, very listen, and, and, and if, if all the listeners follow Scott Lucas, I'm sure Twitter, they do. <laughs> yeah. I hope they do because you'll get weekly or daily reports and every time I saw Cole Reagans' name, it was him kicking ass. And oh, yeah, and while Cole you, did good tonight. Yeah, while you're promoting things, yeah. by the way, don't forget about Jeff Wilson's uh, Texas Rangers uh, newsletter. That thing is awesome. Um, Rangers yes. today, five ninety nine a month, sixty dollars for a year. I bought it right when it came out, re up to this year, and I have never been disappointed. And he does uh, he does Fridays on the farm, and those are some fantastic reports. Ben, they're our competitor. Quit talking. <laughs> they're not our competitor. Hey, I will. They're I will awesome. say this about Reagan's. I want to see how the arm holds up for a few more weeks because he is off the double Tommy John. Yeah, correct. And yeah. so I do want to see if right. the velo and the production holds that's, through that's the middle of August. Yeah, I, I agree know. with that. 
And, and John, you can you can you can chime in whenever you want here. And Ben, you can too. And we'll help uh, Kane. You're you got to you're going to college, so <laughs> not um, yet. Yeah, you can be in. Oh yeah, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Uh, not yet. I got one more here. <laughs> uh, Cole Reagan's has the stuff to be. I mean, I don't know. At, at, at minimum, a number three starter. Uh, he's left-handed. He's crafty. He knows how to. He knows how to pitch guys that are in the batter's box. Not. Yeah. He is. He has been compared to Cole Hamels since he was in. High and school. that's yes, a great correct thing to compare to. Great thing to be. Yeah. I, if I was a pitcher, I would not mind being compared to Cole Reagans at all. I mean, to well, a Cole Hamels. Sorry. Well, one thing too about Reagans is like I, before the season started, you would have thought that Cole Wynn was going to get the first shot exactly as a pitcher. And no, now, no, and I don't agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I know where you're going. Go, go ahead, go ahead. But now, now I'm saying now Reagan just shot himself up into okay, he's going to get the shot first. But like John said, Wynn had a really good start today, and he's been looking yeah, good of late. And see, these yeah. are guys. Think about it last year and how tumultuous last year was. And now we're talking about well, how do we get? We last year we were saying Cole Wynn's going to be up there. We weren't even talking about Cole Reagans at all, and now here we are. Yeah. So it's it's amazing what one year will do, especially when I mean I'm, I'll go ahead and say it, and John knows this way more than we do. How that front office is operating, and they're doing a damn good job. I'll go ahead and say that. Oh my gosh, yeah. CJ, I mean, the John Daniels hater, is going with a good job for the front office. <laughs> no, I hate him for, <laughs> for period. But right now, he, he's backed off. It's a Chris Young's deal, and John said it. It's Chris Young's deal, right? Yeah. So um, when we went up there after they made the after they made the the trap of uh, Kamar, and we were there for that press conference. Uh, John Daniels was over to the side. He wasn't even wearing the same clothes. Everyone else was wearing their suit and tie and all of that, and he was over to the side wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> well, so, sometimes, you know, sometimes you got to. Don't, no. don't get me wrong. He's like, he's, he's in the role that yeah, oh, yeah. Nolan Ryan was in. He's He yeah. still has to, to sign off on any deal that's made over there, but Chris Young is the one working the phones. Yeah, okay. All right, so my next question is, and we're, we're going to get into trade deadline stuff now, and this, this is involved in it, although it's sort of around it. The Rangers, in my opinion, need to keep Duran and Smith up for the rest of the year. How do they make that happen? They don't trade them. Yeah, well, I mean, like, but when Brad Miller comes back, one of them, or you know, Duran technically should go he, back down, right? You sell, you sell Cole Calhoun off for a lottery ticket. And that's, that yeah. the extra roster spot. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's where I was when getting. When I say lottery I ticket, like I mean, I like, like lottery it. ticket minor league. You're not a literal lottery <laughs> ticket. <laughs> <laughs> you sell you sell Cole you sell Cole, Hel- uh, Cole Calhoun you sell him off yeah for uh, international you know hundred thousand dollars in international money you don't yeah. even need a flyer on that I mean yeah look I like Cole Calhoun yeah um, you know he's a veteran on the team but right now this team he's got an option for next year but well he's a you, good you he, he's a good bat like hey you need a veteran outfielder it was the Braves when uh, uh, what's his name went down yeah they. He's a good guy to come off your bench to be. Yeah. A, they they have a DH in the in the National League now. I mean, Cole, Cole Calhoun serves a purpose. He plays good defense. Yeah, I agree. All right, I agree. So, getting into that, let's get into trade talk. I think Calhoun might go. Who else? I, I, okay, let's start with the big one. Is Martin Perez, is Martin Perez going anywhere? No, no, uh, I don't think so. 
No. All right, so we all agree. I'm pretty sure they're heavily against that. Yeah, we all agree. I, I think they're going to try to sign him to an extension soon. I think so. I think so. I'm hoping three for 30, three for 36, whatever it takes. Like, yeah. I mean, he can be, if he can be your four through the next window, then great. Exactly. Yeah. There, there you go. Love you okay. Go. So I don't all, know. We all I agree. Mean, there's still a chance, guys. I mean, well, I yeah, I know that. Will, but. but you got to understand, um, Martin Perez, I mean, he talked to Evan Grant and kind of hinted at the fact that he, but there hasn't been an extension offered yet. Okay. So, so that means if the extension talk hasn't started, they're they're fielding offers. Yeah, um, that makes sense. That's what my guess would be. I don't think they'll move him because the ask for that would be, hey, we really want this guy. We think we can extend him. But if someone's stupid enough to ask to come in and just swap for their top prospect, I mean, yeah. you do that. So can I take you back on that when you're finished? Yeah, go ahead. So I don't think you can trade him unless you have another starting pitcher already in the fold that you acquired, because I don't think you want to rush any of the guys out of the minors into a starting role in the majors before they're ready. So the only way I'm trading Martin is if I have another guy that I've already brought in that can start games right away. Nah, you don't. Oh, have to worry about here's that. the thing, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and you got interrupt. Dallas Keuchel down there. Hey, hang on, come hang up on. and eat any. Hang on, John. Hang on, John. Um, I think Martin is in the comfort zone that he he's. I mean, he's just comfortable. He, lo- he, he loves it in Texas. Yeah. Yes, he loves where he is, and he's pitching better than yet. He made his first All Star game for the Rangers after he left the Rangers and went to how many organizations? One, two, at least two. You go to three and come back. I think it was just two: Minnesota and Boston. Minnesota and Boston. Okay, so. Now he's comfortable and he's pitching the best of his his life and, and he's comfortable. So I think that bears a little bit and why they're not talking right now. Just because they're, you know, he's yeah, he'll be a free agent at the end of the year. When people try to come at him, he's already been in Boston, he's already been in Minnesota. He's already seen all the stuff. Where's he most comfortable? Yeah, but, that, but that's not baseball. I mean, as, yeah. as, as fine as that is, and as great as that is, well, I, that's not I, the business. That's and believe what I was me, about to ask you, John, is 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 going to take an astronomical number to get him away from Texas? No, I mean, look. So here's what happens: they're going to listen until the deadline Tuesday, and if someone's stupid enough to offer a top of the line prospect, and look, I, I, what what what. Uh, it's well, not going to happen. Well, well, but what I know what you're thinking. I was said thinking. was you got to. Walker said you got to fill that spot. You got to have somebody to tackle who sucks, who could eat innings, or go go get another. You know what? If you sell Martin Perez for someone's top prospect because he helps the team know, you can turn around and go take a low level prospect and probably get another starting pitcher rental right now to just bring in to eat some innings here that, to to go the rest of the year. Maybe you know. You know, even Jordan Lyles or something like that, just to eat your innings. I mean, that's what you're oh, doing. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So you got, yeah. I get. You got to have the innings to eat because you can't give those innings to Reagan's right now because you don't know no. how much left he's got on the arm. And no, you got to things. You got to limit. That's why my thought process is that you need to acquire someone if if you claim you're still trying to win. And every single time that I feel like I read anything about you know the trade deadline and the rest of this month, that's Chris Young saying. Like, yes, we're looking for 2023, but we're essentially not trying to make this team worse in 2022. Yeah. And if that's the case, you're not trading off who's been your best pitcher this year and then filling the spot with Dallas Keuchel. 
Like that just doesn't seem to gel yeah. with everything that he said. Well, and that's that's another one I wanted to ask John about because he knows he's he's more in than we are. John, what do you think about the Dallas Cockle signing? There's no, there's absolutely no reason whatsoever not to do that. Yep. I mean, there yeah. you, you have, no, it cost you it cost you absolutely nothing except Twitter outrage. Yeah. It's the only thing it cost. <laughs> I mean, it, it, there was nothing else. It, Hey, this guy makes what twenty million dollars a year. So, I mean, if he ever makes it to the major leagues, he with with the Rangers, he's under control. Let's yeah, say they're paying for it either. That, that let's team, say let's uh, say that he figures it out and becomes. It. They're paying for. They're paying go ahead, below. Go ahead and let John paying, finish, CJ. Like, sorry, but let's say let's say that Dallas Cockle somehow figures it out or even semi gets close to what he was. That could be a Dane Dunning somewhere like that that's a back end of your rotation guy he'll make 20 million dollars a year he'll want to stay in the big leagues if he can you know he never was a hard thrower he was always one of these guys that moves it around the rangers are at the league minimum while chicago's paying his 20 million a year or maybe yeah, right. maybe arizona i don't know when arizona yeah took him on if that was the case but there's absolutely no reason after he's dfa and clears waivers there's no reason not to sign him to a minor league deal and tuesday night he's starting so Round rock. Yep. Yep. Very, very true. So very true. All right. Is there anybody that wants to ask questions? We got a Yeah, lot we're just gonna keep right on flowing through unless you guys have questions or comments that you want to make. Just, just raise, raise your hand. hand. That's all you gotta do. And we'll get you all right. Best guess for you from you guys, CJ, John, Kane, uh Walker, and I saw Tyler. I think he was on here as well. Um, so Matt Moore, I'm pretty sure he's going. Where I mean, what are the rumors? Where do you think he's headed? Yankees. Yankees? Yeah, that's okay. my guess too. Yeah, I think the Yankees. I mean, he, that's a guy that fits a lot of places, though. Like, there's not a lot of places where he doesn't fit. True. But, I mean, I think if I had to guess, the Yankees. But man, we can Maybe just keep taking walk. their prospects. That's okay. Well, I mean, I'll take Gallo back. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said, you know, Jeff Jeff Wilson today said trading to to new. Uh, if y'all read Jeff's thing today that he wrote, he, yeah, this he he said trade. Trade Matt Moore to New York for Joey Gallo and $2 million. I, I don't even need the $2 million. I'll just take the shot on Gallo. Would y'all be fine with that? I mean, no problem with it. I'll take I'd, I'd yeah, be fine if you with give it. me Gallo. If you give me Gallo and like 250k in international bonus pool money, I'm game. Yeah, well, like, I can do that. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in with that. All right, guys, we got another request here. Let me add them as a speaker. All right, go ahead. Uh, Shay in hold on, Shay and Irving. All right, they muted their mic. All right, so yeah, Matt Moore in New York. Oh, Shay, go sorry, ahead. no, go for, go for it. I don't know if y'all cover this or not, but do you think Leodi is good or lucky? Good question. Leody, maybe I could. Maybe I should take this one, Ben. Go for it, CJ. Leodi is very, very, very good. He has the capability of taking over a game. I was, I saw him in person, bro. But so I read some. I read some of the athletic about his bat pit being luckier than heck. Is is his balls <laughs> off the bat are real slow and all that whatnot? No, that's all bullshit. Well, here's what you need. It's not here. all bullshit. No, so, yeah, he don't hit the ball hard. That's what they were saying. Oh so yes, he does. Well, well, he hits the ball hard, but hitting, but averaging a batting average of a, like north of four thirty, which I think is where he was at the other day on balls and plays. Just 
that's just something that's not really going to. Yeah, that's an anomaly. But what what, uh, what y'all are seeing right now is what I was banging the table on. And Ben can back me up and John can back me up. I was banging the table the last two years when he was sucking. This guy is really good. Really, really, really freaking good. He's a generational talent. And uh, now, so, yeah, I mean, while, while that, while he could be, here's what he is in real reality. You don't need him to hit what he's hitting right now. No. You need him to hit. You need no, him you hit don't. You need him to hit Because I'm telling you right now, for anybody that's been in that, that's been up in that press box, which is the highest seat in the stadium, and seen a ball hit to a gap and gone, okay, well, that's a double. And he's gliding over like he's jogging, and somehow he gets to it. This guy is a stellar defender. Amen. And so, and, Amen. And what he's doing at bat. So he, does, he did this new thing this year where he's dropped his bat and, and he's being more patient at the plate. That's what's been impressive is, is, his, is, is his, plate, uh, his plate discipline. And if you've watched his at-bats, he's worked counts, and that's what's good from both sides of the plate. He did strike out, what, four times in a row or five times in a row here, but that's going to happen to anybody. Um, but that guy's, he's still 23 years old. You know, he's younger than Josh Young. Yeah. So, I mean, and Josh Smith too. So, and I'm uh, going, and this guy, he is, he, he might be, I tell you right now, if you want Juan Soto, say goodbye. To him. Yeah. Cause he's gone. You are correct. He's going to be part of that. And they I've want been four or five uh, the prospects table. and they want a major league year for year for the past two to three years. Ben knows. Year after year, like, don't give up on Laoti. Don't give up. When he was sucking last year and he got sent down at spring training and whatever. Like, this guy, when he figures it out in his head, is the best player. He can he can affect the game in so many ways that that's it's it's championship worthy. Like, that's a guy you want to have that can do everything. He can hit for power. He can, uh, he can unless you unless you get Juan Soto, and I'm just fine sitting. <laughs> ah, I knew it. I knew All it. right, we have a, another request from at Fungo Twenty Nine. All right, uh, M Jones, go ahead. You guys got to unmute yourself. <laughs> I can't unmute you. Just click the mute button that says mic is on or mic is off. It's a little microphone down at the bottom. All right. Well, we'll see if they get back on in a minute. But um, let's my see. only hope for Leody is that he starts to walk more so that if the bomb oh. or whatever does come uh, down, Walker, like I think Walker, you, you're kind of you and I are kind of in the same boat there. Um, I agree. And I also want him to bunt more. You want him to what more? Bunt. Bunt. bunt for him. Oh, I'm yeah. See, I'm I'm anti bunt all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are. <laughs> I'm like I, I yeah no I'm I'm anti bunt at all times. Even though I've gotten to the point where I was sitting watching the game today and I was just sitting there thinking like as bad as this team has been late in games, I was like, do you just bunt the guys over and try to score one? Yeah. I but I will say that typically Woody will walk more when the Bobbit comes down. His OPS and his WRC plus will both stay high. So yeah, like I just want him to get up to around ten percent. He's just shy of seven percent on the walk rate right now. The strikeout rate's fine, honestly. It's like twenty five percent. It's not great, but it's not terrible. All right. Um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I mean that's pretty much it. Yeah. Like I think there's ways where Leody's going to grow, and then there's other ways where Leody's going to regress, but. 
like all in. I think he's like an above average hitter. And as that, he's an incredibly valuable core piece of this roster. All right. Caleb loves sports. Go ahead. Yeah. I got two questions. Do you think, do y'all think that Puma Rocker will be called up before Jack Leiter? And how and what is the time frame for Brock Porter, do y'all think? I know he's young. I was just curious, like around the time frame for Brock Porter. Ben, I'll let you want me to start? Uh, go ahead and let John start on this one. John, what do you think? Yeah, I, well, um, our podcast, damn it. That's all right. I, 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 I Kumar Rocker don't think about seeing him well i mean we got to see him first well the question was who are we going to see first are we going to see kumar we're going to see jack Leiter. right now i would tell you kumar jack Leiter. probably i would also say kumar i guess i'd absolutely guess kumar i would also say kumar yeah y'all think kumar okay 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 i mean just just because look we if 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 jack Leiter was pitching the way he pitched last night every night yeah. Then definitely you might, it might be something that you could think of. Kamar, listen, I talked to, you know, we had, uh, we had Kip Fag on the other day. We talked to Kip at the, at the deal after Kamar, they drafted him. Unbelievable the way it was. And I know that that Frontier League, Frontier League is a bunch of college players that don't get drafted, that, that play in that Frontier League. It's a, it, it's one step below the, I forget the other one that's the top, uh, independent league. And they said he was dominant. They can compare. They compare the Frontier League to probably about high A ball at the highest, uh, low A to high A. But it doesn't matter. He was dominant in the twenty innings that he pitched there. So he's his stuff looks good. Now he's got to come here. He's going through the lab. If you've never been to to the spring training, they have this lab. He's in the pitching lab right now. Mm-hmm. He'll probably pitch a little bit in the ACL, which is the Arizona Complex League. And then by the end of the year, he's only got 20 innings. I mean, they want to get him a couple innings. He wants to throw a couple innings. Yeah. I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess he ends up in either Hickory or, uh, I mean, he might end up in Hickory, although he's older than Jack Leiter. He's a year older than Leiter. Uh, he might end up at double A, but that, you know, the Jack Leiter at double A thing, while he shows he's good to be there, he struggled a little bit. And I think it's the strike zone and the ball. Yeah. But Kamar Rocker, throwing the way he threw, if he does that starting next year, he's absolutely the guy that could, unless, unless Jack has a complete turnaround the end of this year, I would say Kamar Rocker is the one that's probably going to be there. As far as Brock Porter goes, look, this guy, I don't think people understand in a lot of draft. I mean, this guy was a top 10 pick in a lot of them. Yeah, uh, and and he is the he was the he was arguably, high school arguably the number one pick. Did you see his number were were, were ridiculous? Yeah, they were crazy uh, number. Uh, they were they were uh, video game numbers. This kid right here now he's obviously got the, you know he's only had sixty three innings this year that he pitched, um, and he only had a point three one ERA or something you know, and he had three no hitters or whatever. So net you know he's probably just going to go to the lab. I doubt very seriously he does anything. He might get in an ACL game because they're going to watch his arm because he's already, he's got more innings on it yeah. next year. He's probably going to start out at, at uh, he'll, he'll start out at probably uh, down East. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe even start at ACL and then go to down East the timeline on him at least, at least two years. And that's two years is pushing Yeah. Um, in, in his third year. And that's, if he's really just hitting all strides, he'd be about 20, maybe 21. There's, that's okay. If, if he's ready, he's ready. He throws 100 miles an hour. Yeah. His changeup is big league ready. His off-speed stuff is 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 good. So you're not going to see him for at least two years, probably three to three and a half. 
That works. Yeah, John, I think you, uh, sorry guys. Uh, John, I think you can bring up a good point on that. Um, I think it was a still of the draft. If you really think about it with Brock Porter, uh, Kumar, I definitely will see. I could see him pitching this year. Um, yeah, but as far, pitch, I don't think he'll be the big leagues this year, but yes, he'll pitch. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as Brock Porter, I see his ETA to be around 2025, give or take. Yeah. Um, but, but he's a stud. I mean, yes. that's why so many teams pass on him because they didn't think he was going to sign. And of no. course, the Rangers had the overslot money on it. So yep. they could once pay him that much past, money. Yeah. Once he got past 15, um, once he got past 15, everybody else still had second. Yeah, they backed off. Picks. Everybody else backed off. It was weird. Because yeah. there was a lot of good talent that went deep into the second round. And once you got in there, you know, even for those saving money, they knew they weren't going to save, but, a, you know, a million here and there, and they knew what it was going to take. That slot, when you get past 15, just the slot money itself was below what he was saying he was going to take. Yeah. And oh, so, yeah. And they said that his pick was uh, – you know, at his position in the fourth round, it would have been like four hundred or five hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars or something. Well, yeah, of course, the Rangers small. offered him four point two million or something. Three point seven. Yeah. Or was it three point seven? Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a done deal. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to have to pay a little tax on it too, but they 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 are okay with that. All right, we got a question from Tony, and then Caleb loves sports again. Tony, go ahead. I just landed at Fortnite. I'm glad I popped in here because I'm curious. Uh, you said the Frontier League's equivalent to A-Ball. I'm just curious. I don't really know anything about the Frontier League um, at all, but is that true? And then I'd be curious kind of about uh, Martin Perez, if y'all think we're going to trade him. Yeah, so, yeah, that's what I hear the Frontier League. I hear the Frontier League is the equivalent of A-Ball between high A and low A. Uh, So it's a bunch of college kids that don't get drafted. Uh, Some of them come from smaller colleges. And, you know, there's only 20 rounds now, so it doesn't mean they're bad players. With only 20 rounds, these are kids that – there's kids right now playing in Ranger system that are that are up in the upper uh, end of it that have a chance to be in the big leagues and have been in the big leagues that have been draft picks in the 28th and 30th round. Look at Ryan Doro who played last year for two weeks. Yeah, uh, He was a 30, 34th round pick or whatever he was. So a lot of these kids don't get drafted, don't have eligibility left, Frontier League's one that they go sign, they get paid a little money, and it's drafted pretty and it, and it's scouted pretty heavily. And then Martin Perez, we talked about a little bit earlier, but yeah, we think that uh, there's a chance he gets traded, but we don't think the Rangers want to trade him. And I don't think he wants to go anywhere. But baseball business, they both know what's happening. If they get the right offer, then Martin will ship out. I don't personally think Martin's going to get shipped out uh, during the trade or before the trade deadline. Just me personally. Yeah, you've seen no links. Like, you've seen no links on Martin either. Like, a lot of times you'll see, like, you know, at this point, we kind of know, like, who's looking at who and, like, right. And I know that we don't know everything. And, like, there will be players that get traded that maybe we haven't seen names on or anything like that yet. But at this point in time, like, I mean, there hasn't been, like, a, oh, you know, like the Yankees called about Martin Perez, the Dodgers, whoever else. Like, you know, I feel like yeah. at this point we're less than 48 hours out, and if he was going to get traded, I feel like we would have at least had some heard some links or something like that. Except for this. Oh, we lost John. So I joined in later. Except- I don't I don't know what y'all were talking about, what how y- y'all's thoughts about Martin Perez, but um, – in my opinion, it would have to take a, a a dumbass team to come out there and say, "Hey, I'll give you a top prospect or maybe something like that to get rid of Martin Perez." That's desperate, last minute. What I'm saying yeah. is, if they miss out on some of their other people they're trying to get, uh, that's what would happen. Yeah, 
All right, I'll take that. I'll take that Jordan Walker cat that hit a couple homers against Frisco today. I'm saying that <laughs> tongue in cheek, not literally, but <laughs> oh my god, he's good. Yeah. yeah, he's free. All right, Caleb loves sports. Go ahead. Yeah, I just got one more question um, about this this draft. Um, obviously, we know like the two the two people, Brock Porter and Creamer Walker. Is there anyone else that they drafted that people should keep an eye on um, for the future as well? I think they they signed eight, right? Is that what the total final number was? So they, they had to sign the top 10 to make the money work for Porter. And so a lot of those guys were uh, low leverage seniors out of college with less eligibility. Um, you know, Jeff, there was one of them Jeff was talking about. I have to go back and listen. I can't remember. I, I, I'm interested more- in the fifth. I'm interested in the fifth round guy, the guy that's got, um, that plays center. I think he plays center field. He has like double plus speed and gets good jumps in the outfield. I'm interested in that guy. Are you talking about Tommy? I think it was. The, I can't remember who. I can't remember the name, man. I'm yeah, I, after a, after Porter. Yeah. I pretty much tuned out and took my victory lap. I think it was Pollard. I did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, Chandler. Chandler Pollard. Yeah, Pollard. That sounds right. Yeah, that is. I think I think you're right, Walker. I think that's who Jeff was talking about too. Um, and we had, we, you know, we talked to y'all, y'all to go listen to the one with Kip Fag. He, he kind of went over everybody in the draft, um, that, that they had, I know it's funny. I, I, I didn't have the nerve to ask him how much he was made fun of growing up. Uh, but, <laughs> but he is a, a man, he's good at his, his job and he, yeah. man, he, he can talk baseball all day long, but, but he was talking about some of those guys. And I think that's right. Walker. I think it was, it, it was Pollard that he was talking about. I, I look, once they got Porter, I'm not going to. I'm going to be honest. I got in a drunken phase and just kind of sat back and halfway paid attention after that. I couldn't believe they pulled it off. That's how I was. I was just kind of like, all right, whatever happens from here happens. Like it is. What it's it is. Great. Like, it sucks. <laughs> the rest is gravy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I mean, anytime you get an outfielder that has a good glove and double plus speed, um, you know, that's at least someone you pay attention to, even if he ends up just being a dude later who makes the majors as the please go in and pinch run and steal second and third because we need to score in the ninth. Like, yeah. So, I mean, yep. I'm not, I'm definitely not labeling him a dude or anything. I'm just saying like, <laughs> it'll be one to keep an eye on because he will yep. have to hit. I agree. All, All right. Agreed. Alex C go ahead. All right. So I don't know if you guys have already talked about this one, but it's a couple of deals that have been rumored around. That's kind of intrigued me are uh, Tariq Skubal and Pablo Lopez. What kind of package do you think the Rangers would have to put together to get one of those guys? I will give my left kidney for uh, for Tariq Skubal. If you follow me on Twitter, I've been tweeting pictures of him like every single day for the last five. Yeah. I would give my left kidney for Skubal. Walker, you're pretty (laughs) infatuated with with Kubal. I'm not going (laughs) to... You got to also think about how much... Skubal. I'm sorry, I said Kubal. Skubal. So we talked about this too on Twitter, uh, John and everybody. Like, what would it take to get Juan Soto? A oh, crap ton. <laughs> okay, let me let me give you a scenario. Okay, so yo, I can give you a scenario too. It would take all of our top five prospects. No, they no. want they don't want that. They want a, they want a, a major league ready thing too. So what you're probably looking at, they're going to want first of all right now, and this is why it's not totally out of question. I know they say that the Rangers aren't in on it. And they probably aren't, but no, Jack Leiter, in on Jack it, Leiter would I, be would yeah. be would be asked for Jack and would probably Colwin. Colwin. Uh, they're gonna ask, I know they're gonna ask like, for Leody. 
They're gonna it'd ask be, for real. Yeah, it'd be lighter. Players. It'd be like lighter win young, Leody, uh, probably like Duran, Evan Carter, yeah. uh, Owen White. Yep. Like I mean, like the list goes on. Yeah. And, well, they want to. They want. Listen, guys. Do y'all do that? Do you want to do that? No, no, no I don't. No, not at all. No. no, no. Listen, I've got a package that I would do, and and I and and, it, and it's it probably seems like a lot to y'all, but I think lighter. <laughs> would be part of the package. And I think they're okay letting go a lighter for one reason in this draft, they got two potential frontline starters to replace him. Plus a guy. But do they know that? That's the thing. Okay. Do they know that? But the thing is right now, Kumar Rocker is probably ahead of Jack Leiter. So this is a guy that was more well thought of than, than Jack Leiter in college. He was a higher rank. The only reason that Kumar Rocker wasn't the number one overall pick in his draft was his velocity draft by the end. By the end of his year, he was still pitching well and pitched him into the College World Series, but his velocity had gotten down to the low 90s. Now he's touching 99 again, yep. and he's, he's had that little scope. They've got him, so Jack Leiter can headline a deal. You're looking at something like this. Leiter, it would be Leiter, Tavares, Duran, Carter, and then someone like Gutierrez or Acuna at the end. And I think if, I think if Washington didn't on. take that deal. I think you got to add two more on that, John. That's what they're No, you play. don't. You don't. I think that would why because I think they, that I think that offer right there is the best offer that they've had. I guarantee you, okay, it's the best offer they've had. Now that's not going to get done because you, how much control? Well, then it doesn't get do done. Have, yeah, not going above that. Then how then much control would the Rangers have over Soto though? Two and a half years, right? So I think that, that, I think the Rangers actually offered more than what John just said, and they got turned down pretty yep. much immediately. So then you don't do it. Yeah, then that's why. That's why. Yeah, then it's then not it's happening. Not happening. I agree. Then it's no. Not that's happening. and that's where I'm at. Like you don't you don't strip apart five years of a rebuild for one guy. No, that, and it's not the piece exactly. that gets you over the line. Yes. Like, so that's why. But with Scooball, like you are going to have to give up a lot because he's per- perceived as a frontline starter with four years of control, and so you would have to give up a lot. I don't know that Lighter is in that deal. But, I mean, you're probably looking at something like – and they want young. pieces close to the majors. So, yeah. you're probably looking at, like, Young, and then you're probably looking at Foscue as a piece that they would want to just – I think the Rangers want to offload Foscue. Let's let's talk about that Foscue. I think Foscue is going to be traded because he doesn't have a spot. I mean, if he's going to get traded, though, they have to buy something, and I'm not super convinced right now. You know, earlier in the week I was convinced they were getting a starter – and at this point, given the price on Luis Casillo and yeah. just, you know, based on some conversations I've had, I'm not super convinced that that happens. Yeah. And even like, I don't know, it would have to be a name. I think, I think the school price is probably absurd because I think the Tigers are also content keeping him because of his level of control. Yeah, I agree. So I think it's like, I think that they're going to want, I think you would have to give up some like young win, probably like an Evan Carter type. And then, I, I mapped out a package for him not that long ago, but I would have to go back and find it. All right, Landon. Oh, sorry, Landon. Go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to make a quick observation and then ask a question. Um, but my observation, going back to the Martin Perez talk, um, hearing Woody talk, I think after uh, Perez's start yesterday about uh, or two days ago, whenever it happened, about. Um, you know, wanting to keep him, it, it felt a little disconnected from the front office. And, it, you know, cause the, if, if he does get moved, um, that uh, it seems like based on his comments, you know, he's not going to be happy and he seems, it 
sounds like to him, that's not the right move to make. And so I just thought that was interesting. I'm going to go ahead and um, say, say this, buddy. Um, everybody I've talked to and um, everybody I trust says Martin is there's a strong likelihood that he's going to stay a Ranger next year. So yeah. John would know more about that than I would. So ask John. That. Look, John. I've said this. I've said this over and over. The reason that the front office has not made an extension offer to Martin Perez is because they are going to wait till five o'clock Tuesday to make sure nobody gets desperate and stupid. After that, and he's not traded because actually they're, they're going to actually want something in return for him. And if no one's willing to put up what they're willing to do it starting the day after that, I guarantee you, you're going to hear that they've been in talks with, with his people Bingo. on an extension. And yeah. that's exactly what's going to happen. Bingo. All right. Well, I mean, yeah. I think, I think going back to the original point about like, Woody, do well, what, what do you want to keep him? Cause what do you want to win games? Yeah. Like he's not going to go out there and be like, Oh no, I want to trade this dude. Yeah. Like, he wants to keep him because he wants yeah, but Woody answers to other people. Correct. All right, at yeah. Tuscan Leather, go for it. All right, yeah, I was just uh, like the Martin Perez trade talks and everything. Um, my take on it is probably that they're, they are probably waiting on somebody to get desperate, and it's one of those things like nobody's right now, like you got like Molly and Montas and all these other guys in the market. Even like rentals, you got like, you know, Rodon, so – I think really they're just waiting until those guys go. So you're not going to hear teams really engaging with the Rangers on talks with him until, you know, those dominoes start to fall and the options thin out. Well, and John and, and, and Ben and Tyler and, and Kane can maybe agree with me on this. Why not wait till the last second? Why not? Well, and you're right, CG, on that. That's the way it usually happens. I mean, it comes down, you know, especially yeah, these trade deadlines. It's going to come down to the last few, you know, hour or before. And they're just going to wait and see what's going to go on. And then now if they get a ridiculous offer, I mean, you've got to pull the trigger with yeah. the Rangers. But, I mean, it's going to take one of those teams to make a bonehead move to do it. But if you're offering a top prospect from Martin Perez, you've got to take that. Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly I kinda, you can, like. You I can kinda, money whip him in the offseason, even if it hurts his feelings. You can money whip him. Oh, yeah. And I'm talking money whipping three years, forty five million. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I heard I heard there was a package out there. If they do want to resign him, it was a four year deal for like fifty seven million or fifty five. And he would love to have about John Gray because John Gray is a. And look, I love Martin Perez, and his season is unbelievable, and I hope it stays. But let's be honest, this is a this is an outlier for him. Yep. And I hope he's figured it out. John Gray is a legit top rotation guy not a not an ace he's a legit two or three on a good team martin perez on a winning team is a good four or five and he is pitching like an ace right now and he would be great on any team any of these contending teams martin perez goes to he's going to be the third starter yeah most of them he's not going to be the first or second starter so i don't know that they'll go above what john gray is although the market would you agree with me on this john gray has like He's better. He's a more talented Kevin Millwood, a guy that's going to eat innings. And oh, also, God, Brock. he's far more. He's freaking way better than Kevin Millwood. Yeah, there you go. There you go. He's way he's better. Guy that will go out there and be be a, a horse. John Gray's got a stuff. He hits ninety nine miles an hour with that fastball. And that slider is nasty. Yeah, Gray slider's like oh, seventy. Let's talk about Jonathan Hernandez' so. debut as a uh, closer tonight. Tyler, I'm going to ask Tyler, what did you think of him? 
Oh, I thought he did it. I mean, it was his first save opportunity, and he came out and killed it. Um, I think he's one to stick around. I mean, yeah, you know, y'all were t- yeah. y'all were talking about Le- Leody earlier about. I guess one of the listeners asked about is it lucky or how do you no, feel about lucky? I, I'm I'm defending Leody, bro. Hey, but I've got to actually swallow my own pill in the hard way with you, CJ. I was like, yeah, he's actually kind of changed my mind the way he's playing this year. And what I tell you. All right, go ahead, uh, D. Coop. <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, thanks. I, you guys may have already touched on this. I came in a little bit late, but to me, uh, you know, it looks like when you look at their record of, of one-one, one-run games this year, and uh, oh, like, just like like yesterday, the bullpen blowing up and stuff. It seems like we have a bunch of front-end starters coming up in the next few years that can <clears throat> that can help with the rotation, but like the bullpen is is the most concerning thing for me at this point. We have given up so many games in the sixth through ninth inning. And so I'm, I guess the question is, what do we really have in the farm system? Um, I know there's that Chase guy. Uh, Chase Lee, guy. the Viper. And, yeah, Absolutely. the Viper. And, and, but, you know, you mostly you just hear about all the, all the starters Church. that they have. Is there, any, is there any trade pieces out there that are controllable? Or what do we have in the farm system? Because to I, me right now, that, that's what that's what needs to be addressed. You've got to understand that that John Daniels, he likes to go closer from within. And yep. if he doesn't get it on a contending team, when his teams are there yeah. and going, he'll go to trade deadline and he'll get it closer. Can I, can, I, can I take over here? Go ahead, CJ. Uh, I think, yeah, I, John just kind of said what I'm saying, but um, there's a lot of arms in the farm system like Mark Church and the Viper, but they're not ready. So you you kind of look at what you have, and Jonathan Hernandez coming off of Tommy John, and he was throwing a 99-mile-an-hour sinker earlier. And LeClerc is back. That helps. And LeClerc yeah. is yep. back. So you got two closers, and then eventually you'll get back. Burke, you got Burke you know, another Burke. one, John. Yeah, Burke. And so you got a lot of guys, got a lot of arms there. And you don't have to figure that out right now. And and one thing I'm trying to preach, we've been trying to preach. John's been doing it. Ben and I've been doing it. The year is not this year. We're figuring shit out. Yeah. So. So also, also, if you think about it, like like what happened with Brock Burke and what we're talking about with Taylor Hearn, some of these good starters down in the minor leagues are going to wind up being bullpen arms once they get up here to the Rangers. And I think AJ Lexi is going to be a damn good bullpen arm. I really do. And I think Spencer Howard is going to be a bullpen arm. I don't. I think Spencer Howard's a starter. I did too. I I think Spencer, okay. yeah, he looked really good the other night. Yeah, but I'm, he's got I'm holding on for a little bit longer with him. As a <laughs> that is, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to argue with you guys. One start. That was one good start. He doesn't really have the no, stuff. No, you got you to go beyond that. He's to be play. fair, to be fair, I've said this before. He had the start when he was like at the low point. I've said that I'm sticking with him as a starter. Right. So you're 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 pulling a Laoti because I did the same thing <laughs> last year. So you're gonna take Spencer Howard. Cool. I'm down with it. Hey, I think I think CJ want uh, a pitcher that's in the starting rotation that I could, could see in the bullpen is gonna be Glenn Otto. Um, that's one. Damn it, Glenn Otto's a space holder. <laughs> you got. I'd rather. Okay, see, I think. I, I, I agree with John. Okay, okay. Okay. Well, but but the point the point that I was asking is when you keep throwing Garrett and Santana and Martin out there, and they keep doing what they've been doing for the last month, and 
like something has to change there, right? We've got to have yeah. something else. Well, I know, I know they're in win out. now mode. But the but a good bullpen, I'll never forget. Someone told me a good bullpen can be built in like a singular offseason or trade deadline. And so that's always the last piece that comes with a contending team. They're not going to have like a you know a bad lineup, bad starting rotation, and this just absolutely awesome bullpen. Like that's just not going to happen. Like yeah, that makes give it. To, yeah, you've got to so like you've got to give them some time. Like there's some pieces in the bullpen that when healthy will be able to pitch. You know, back to back days like Hernandez and Leclerc and Burke won't need two days between outings because he'll be back healthy. And then they'll have other guys. Like, I mean, a guy, someone mentioned Mark Church earlier. Like, I really like Mark Church. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe Chase Lee. And that's just internal options. That's not even guys that you potentially trade for or sign in future years. So, like, I get the bullpen thing sucks for now, but it is what it is. Like, I wouldn't be expending anything to try to fix it now because, I mean, what are you going to do? Go from 10 games under to two games under at the end of the year? Like, and that's just not really an investment worth making. Yeah. No, yeah I, I don't know. Is it? I mean, look at look at look at the record. I mean, if if we had those three guys with different with different guys that were a little more top tier, like what is what is our record? That that one run record is insane, and and it's all because of the back of that bullpen. Listen, even if they had performed to every analytic as expected, they're like two games over five hundred, and that's still not a contender. Like that's and that's fine like that's okay that's exactly what we were hoping for is that they would make a lot of progress and i think they have and the frustration has been that they've been yeah, they have. unlucky they've been both unlucky and they've been bad late in games and that's yep. led to people wanting to fire the manager and all the other different sorts of stuff and dfa people and launch people into the sun and whatever else well they're but, certainly better they're certainly better than last year but now all the fans are seeing the potential and so we're getting aggravated you know all right. They need another big bat, too. So. They do need another bigger. All right. Uh, Biggio Stan, go ahead. Hey, huge, huge, huge Rangers fan here. I was just wondering, as a fan of your podcast as well, how big are your wife's tits? All right. Get off the air, dude. All right. Who else Pretty we big. got? Pretty big, actually. <laughs> Thank you, John. There you go, Ben. <laughs> All right, guys. So. Well, I think we are going to wrap it up. Thanks to John Moore. Thanks to Kane McCutcheon. Thanks to Tyler Nielsen. Uh, Walker, thank you so much for all the conversation you brought and everyone else. I don't want to leave anybody out. But uh, And, of course, CJ, the co-host, uh, thank you guys very much for joining us. And uh, we will talk to you next time on the show. Y'all have a good thank night. Thank you, Ben. Yep. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.